0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930 present the drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then,
1: local now, never F E I C Welcome into the Tuesday, August 27th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930. I'm your host, Paul Swan sour were brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank and you can join the program anytime at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original Lightbeer. Also, you can find me on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Paul Swan, And then on Facebook, you can find the show by searching The Drive with Paul Swan. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear comments from Marshall, head football coach, Doc Holliday, along with Levi Brown. We'll get his comments on the upcoming game with VMI. Plus, Ted Wilson from the Marcelo Latterman Memorial Scholarship. He's going to be on the program here in a little bit. He's going to update me on the auction that's happening. It's going to be wrapping up, and you can go to our website right now and bid on some items at WRVC.com. But um, first things first, uh, we want to talk today about the news that broke earlier about Stewart's Original Hot Dogs and Sodexo. Now, Sodexo holds the contract for the food services uh, at the stadium and other parts of campus, and they've ended their contract with Stewart's Original Hot Dogs. Now, the decision to terminate the contract was Sodexo, not the university or the athletic department. And, of course, a, a lot of people uh, are – divided on this. Some people feel like this is a retribution move for um, comments that uh, John Manton Jr., the uh, owner, Stewart's original hot dog, has made in the past. And uh, others, uh, on the other hand, applaud this to help us sort it all out. She's been covering the story for the Herald Dispatch. Taylor Stuck is with us on the program. And uh, Taylor, you've you've been all over this today and you've got the latest on uh, what's going on here. Uh, This has really got a lot of people divided.
2: Yeah, hey, um, yeah, I just actually about 30 minutes ago got off the phone with John, um, so I got kind of got his side of the story. haven't been able to talk to Sodexo yet today, though, um, so I only have one side, but um, I can definitely tell you what, um, what he's thinking and feeling and um, what he was told as to why this happened.
1: So what's his point of view on this? Because I know he's been a longtime vendor with Marshall University, so Stuart, the Marshall connection, it's a it's long time, it's deep, you know, Stewart's Original Hot Dogs is, a uh, for a lot of people, it's a Huntington tradition. So there's a, a lot of things going on here.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it's been 32 years that he's been selling his hot dogs at Marshall in, at the stadium. Um, so he told me today that he sat down with FedExo last week. And one of the things right off the gate he was told is that they have some political and contractual differences. Um, so he wasn't really sure. Um, what they meant by political, but it is um, important to note that that John is a delegate in the State House um, of Representatives. Um, He's a Republican. um, And there was a petition that went out earlier in the year in April that some people had some issues with some claims that he had made. and It was about Muslims, um, and there were also some votes that he made, people saying that he voted against LGBTQ people. Um, though John says that those were misunderstandings. But really what it comes down to with Sodexo, it seems to be money. Um, John said that they had an agreement for a long time um, that of what he would make per hot dog sold. Um, So for about nine years, nine years ago, they had a contract that they were selling hot dogs for $3.50 a piece, and he was making about 79 cents. Um, per dog that was sold. And about 10 years ago, they changed that contract. They raised the prices of hot dogs to $4, and John was making a little bit more money um, off those dogs. So in these last contract negotiations last week, Sodexo said they wanted to lower the price of hot dogs again and wanted to go back and honor that old contract price. Um, and John just said, look, I can't, I can't do that now. The um, Minimum wage is more now. Um, things cost more. So I just can't financially feasibly um, go back to that. Um, They also came back and offered him another lower price to have just a couple stands instead of being in all 12 of the concession stand booths. They said maybe you could have just one or two on each side. And John just said, you know, that's just too low and that's just not going to work out for me. I don't think that's going to serve the fans well. Um, so John had to just make the decision that he couldn't contract that he's very disappointed though.
1: Now, a lot of fans have been torn by this. You mentioned the the, the fact of his uh, political views, uh, some of the comments that uh, are uh, alleged to been made or some of the things that he's done. A lot of this all mixes in plus the fact that, um, Sodexo obviously is going to offer a a different product if they were uh, only going to limit him to two stands, so I'm assuming that they were going to probably maybe sell their own hot dogs? That's
2: what I am assuming, but like I said, I haven't been able to talk to Sodexo today, so I'm not positive.
1: And the university had nothing to do with this. Uh, The athletic department uh, has no control over this. The University themselves, uh, they don't sit and make the decisions. That's at least the, uh, the understanding that I have. But fans seem to feel Correct. that um, maybe, you know, and, and what's your impression of this, that um, maybe the athletic department, the you know, university, could have stepped in? That at least that's what fans would have thought, or they could have had some say in this when really they don't have any say. Yeah,
2: John did say that in the past, he has had backup for Marshall and the athletic department. Um, actually, John started selling hot dogs at Marshall before Sodexo um, came onto campus. So he was kind of grandfathered into this, I guess you could say. And Sodexo had never opened up hot dog sales to any other outside vendor before because Sodexo sells hot dogs. So for about 20 years now, John has been one of the only people, maybe even in the country, to be able to work with Sodexo in this way. And he had the athletic department support. He said today that he went to the athletic department during these negotiations, and he was told that they just don't have any control over it now. Um, so he said he wasn't sure if Marshall agreed with the decision, but it was the first time that Marshall had never backed him up.
1: Now, this is anecdotal, of course, but um, correct. Marshall um, – doesn't necessarily have control over a lot of things, such as Correct. the radio contract. And I can attest to that. That you know, here at the Kindred Communications, uh, we've got a radio deal that's probably different than other radio deals. It's, uh, it's changed so many times. I, yeah, I can see where you like a contract one way, you've enjoyed it, and then when. They try to change it on you. Yeah, sometimes you kind of feel like, wait a minute, I like the old way better. I mean, we've had our radio contract changed several times here, and and we've been able to make it work. So, it, do you feel that this was just a situation where John decided, okay, I, I can't make a profit, or uh, this is just token the, at best, giving me a couple of stands just to you know, to kind of appease me? You know, do you have any impression like that?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. John told me that you know he definitely wishes that he could still do this, but he, even in the past, he wasn't making very much money off of this in the, in the beginning, um, from the get-go, um, just wasn't something that was paying his bills. And he's also said that most, a lot of the money was going back to the university and football tickets. He's buying tickets, uh, making fake green donations. Um, so yeah, it's just a, not a feasible situation with the way the negotiations are going.
1: Your following story, of course, it's uh, going to be uh, in the Herald-Dispatch, and, and you've got the story posted online now. And uh, You've yet to uh, get a hold of Sedexo, but uh, hopefully you're going to get them as well, and uh, you can follow Taylor online uh, as well on the Herald-Dispatch for this story. But uh, Really, this has been one that we're talking about changing a hot dog vendor at, at the university. Have you ever seen such an uproar? I mean, they change vendors all the time across the country. Have you ever seen such an uproar over changing a food product at a sporting event?
2: Never. I mean, and I think that's what's really interesting about this story is that at, the, at one layer, it is just hot dogs, and but it is a traditional, it's a tradition. After 30 years of selling something and being able to purchase something at games, it does become a tradition. Um, but there's also that other added political layer that makes this – completely different um, than if it was just a hot dog, you know, with having John being a representative, he represents Marshall. Um, so it is just with those comments and that petition, it, it really makes, takes it up to a whole other strange layer and level.
1: Taylor Stuck is joining us from the Herald Dispatch. She's following the story. Stewart's Original Hot Dog is uh, no longer a vendor at Marshall University athletic events and uh, this covers uh, this covers everything. So has the contract for Marshall. So this isn't just a football or basketball story. This is, you know, there's no opportunity for Stewart's Original Hot Dogs to be a vendor on campus at the moment with Sedexo holding everything. Right interesting story uh to say Lisa and, and you're right it's it's very difficult to to figure out is it more money is there a political element you know this could honestly be just a, a a business negotiation which is colored by uh john Mann jr's uh political service and his comments as well so uh you've got your hands full with this story
2: oh yeah definitely definitely it's um it's a it's a lot you know and there's lots of like i said lots of layers to it um that you just, I think, only in West Virginia would hot dogs be this big of a story.
1: Yeah, we um, we do love our hot dogs, don't we? We do. Yeah, and uh, it's probably the only place where you can actually have an office fight on who has the, uh, or, or where do you get the best hot dog in Huntington? You can probably only hear those arguments here.
2: Yeah. Well, we're pretty lucky.
1: <laughs> Taylor Stuck is our guest um you're going to be following the story. It'll be a Herald-Dispatch uh, website and, of course, in the print edition as well, and you hope to have uh, follow-up as well from Sodex. So, Dec, yeah. so um, before we let you go, what's been the initial overall temperature of the room as far as the fans are concerned? I know there are, are sides to this story. Uh, where do yeah, you yeah. see it if going? More towards John's point of view? More towards yeah the university is just making a business decision somewhere in the middle? We have lost Taylor. Taylor Stuck, our guest from the Herald-Dispatch. When we continue, uh, we'll hear from Doc Holliday. Doc getting ready for VMI, so we'll have his opening comments. Also, we're going to hear from Levi Brown. Levi uh, getting us ready for the VMI. He's got – Levi, I'm going to tell you right now, Levi can break down game film. Just listen to him talk. He he knows what's going on, and so he should. So we're going to hear from Levi Brown. We're going to hear from Doc Holliday. Also, uh, Ted Wilson's going to join us, Marcelo Latterman Memorial Scholarship. He's going to get us updated on the auction that's taking place right now, all when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan
1: on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, you know the deal. It's game week. Players on Monday, special players on Tuesday. Doc Holiday on Tuesday. That's uh, usually how it rolls. We'll have comments from a lot of these guys all week long as we get you set for Marshall's home opener against VMI. So today was Doc Holiday Day. Doc Holiday. Um, I'm sure he's just happy to get past this point, get to the field, play a football game. Starting out with VMI, you got seven home games. It's gonna be a lot easier for the Thundering Herd, Not as much travel. and we're ready to go. So it's, it's sort of official for me now. I know we've been counting it down, but it's official for me because I saw players yesterday, I saw some players today and uh, I saw Doc Holiday today. So without any uh, delay, Doc Holiday, Thundering Herd getting ready for VMI. Here's Doc Holliday's opening statement as he addressed the media earlier this afternoon. That would be cut 10, Gabriel. No cut 10? Okay, well, we'll come back to cut 10. Let's go with cut 11. Um, We're doing our business on the air. They're playing VM. I mean, is that true. cut 10? Okay, so uh, let's restart. Okay, we'll restart. Cut 11. All right. You can see we've really prepared the show today here. Uh, I typed up the format and everything. So uh, let's reset here. Doc Holliday is getting ready for VMI. And here's what Doc had to say about playing a military
3: school like VMI. Absolutely. I mean, like I say, they're going to play extremely hard. They always do, you know, whether it's been Navy, Army, whoever you play, uh, you know, the military academies, they, they come and they give you everything they've got. And, you know, offensively, they play extremely fast. They're a little bit different than most military schools if they've played fast. And and I think they were 10th in the country last year in, in passing offense. So that's unusual for a military schools. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us uh, with some different, uh, you know, guys lined up in the secondary. So, You know, them playing fast and and throwing it all over the place. Uh, I'm anxious to see how our guys respond.
1: Also, you've got the – it's easier, isn't it, to play an FCS school if you're an FBS school in week one because of the fact that you are focused in. You're locked in. If you're playing a school like VMI maybe week three, are you really locked in the way you are in week one? And here's Doc addressing playing an FCS school in week
3: one? Yeah, I don't think there's any quite. I mean, last year, if you remember, we went and played uh, went and played Miami and had to come back the following year and played uh, an FCS team, and I was pulling my hair out, you know, because you, the following week, I think we had NC State, you know, and so you just worry, you know, but, you know, I tell these guys all the time, and you hear me say it week in, week some people get beat Saturday, this Saturday that shouldn't. I mean, there's going to be somebody get beat by a one double A team this this Saturday that shouldn't get beat, and you just got to make sure it's not us because, uh, anybody can beat you on any given day and if you're not prepared and ready to go play then it'll happen to you so you know we we spend a lot of time on that between now and saturday making them understand they better line up and go play or they'll get beat regardless of who you play
1: all right we're swinging back to cut 10. Uh, this is doc holliday's opening statement setting the table for vmi
3: i've learned a lot more and just uh you know anytime i know where i'm excited uh, looking forward to the season i know our players are as well they're anxious to go play somebody else uh I think any time you open up, regardless of who it is, there's a lot of unknowns. A lot of unknowns on our part, as far as a lot of players that haven't had the opportunity to play yet. So how they react in a game situation, uh, I'm anxious to see. And then of course, a lot of unknowns from our opponent that uh, you don't exactly know in first games what you're gonna get. So you just kind of expect everything and then you have to be able to make some adjustments early on as to how they decide to play us, uh, both offensively, defensively, and special teams. And I think likewise for them, there's gonna be the same uh, you know, because of a new coordinator with Brad and that type of thing. So first games are always fun. I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm glad it's back home again this year. A year ago we were on the road at this time. So glad to be at home and, uh, and get ready to go play.
1: So Doc's got a pretty cush schedule. Seven home games. It's very, very rare a school like Marshall can manage seven home games. You go on the road five times. Now you've got some of the tougher games at home. You also have really a schedule that if you can run the table in the non conference, people are going to regard you a little bit better because you're playing Boise State. You're playing Ohio, which is supposed to be pretty good this year. And you've also got Cincinnati, a team that could win the American. I mean, you've got a pretty solid schedule here. And then you've got a school like VMI coming in. And they're, um, they're a school that's one in 10 from last year. This is a different team, obviously. Things have changed, but still, you you've got a school like VMI. You're opening it up, but I don't think that matters at this point because it's the first game. It's the opener. It's the first game. Everybody's zero and zero. Nobody is. Uh, nobody knows what the other team is going to do. We're going to break them down here in a little bit. Uh, Levi Brown's going to break them down with us here in a few minutes. But uh, Doc, he was asked about an update on players he's got in the waiver wire. Let me qualify this. Doc is not. Necessarily a fan of the waiver wire system, and he'll expand on that in a minute. But as far as how the waiver wire is working from him right now, here's a, here's his update on the whole process for Marshall and what he's trying to accomplish, and and just how it's working out for him.
3: Well, you know, it, just the waiver thing. I mean, it's a whole different world. This, this is the first time we've gone through all this, and you know, I've learned a lot from it. And I think we all have. And unfortunately, we got a couple in our back yet. You know, so I don't know what's happening, but I'm sure there's people all over the country, like us, that are waiting to hear those guys have practiced up to this point, and you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't know how much work you can give them not knowing, so it's a whole different game. You know, it's it's just, it's it's disappointing, to be honest. And it's, uh, I don't know where it's going. I think the system's flawed, but uh, gotta do something to try to get it fixed. But right now, it's not gonna help us at this point.
1: Now, Doc was asked a follow-up question about the system, you know, maybe what's wrong with it, where where the you know, the problems are. And, again, let me qualify this. Doc has been pretty consistent, and he uses that word as well. He's been pretty consistent on how he feels about the waiver wire. He's going to use it. It's a tool. He has to use it because other schools are using it. But he's not a fan. Here's his you
3: – yeah, know, Doc, how do you really feel? In my mind, and, and I'm probably shouldn't, but there's no consistency. You know, and I think to me – uh, the best thing, for, to me, for the, for them to do as far as waivers are concerned are I think there's guys getting waivers that shouldn't. I think there's guys not getting waivers that should. I mean, that's just the way I feel. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I feel that way. And I think that the only way to make it fair would be, hey, let everybody sit one year, and guess what? They get a year back at the end of the day. If it if needs six years to get that year back, that's okay. But you know what? We're all about graduating these kids anyway. So just sit them all year and let them get an extra year of education, and they graduate the following year and they can all play. And then it's, it's fair for everyone. But I mean, you got two quarterbacks at high state. One goes to Miami. He's eligible. One goes to Texas. Who's from Texas? He's ineligible. It came from the same. same I mean, what? You know why? So I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. So.
1: He's right, though. The consistency's not there. Uh, it's almost. It's not a science. But yet, it feels like there's some voodoo going on. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you feel where I'm going here, it's just what's the secret sauce or what's the recipe to make this thing work? You know, one kid can go, one kid can't. What's the difference? So, Doc, not a fan necessarily. Going to use it, but not a fan. So, when we come back from break, we got Levi Brown. I love hearing Levi Brown. He uh, he really knows how to articulate uh, the game plan. He's definitely a guy out there that's got to know what's going on. And so, we're going to hear from Levi. He's going to break down. Playing VMI later on. Ted Wilson is going to join us from the Marcelo latterman Memorial Scholarship. We'll get an overview of the upcoming uh, wrap up for the auction. The auction is uh, going on right now, and uh, the wrap up is almost here. So we're going to talk to him about that when we still come back from break. I think we're coming. Are we coming back from break, Gabriel? We're having a. We don't seem like we're on the same page, man. It's um. It's Tuesday. Are we not getting enough reps or enough practice? I mean, do we need to go out and do um, drills after the show? Because tomorrow, you know, you, well, you're not going to be here tomorrow. So we're going to see how the show goes on Thursday. Well, actually, you won't be here Thursday as well. So Friday, back here on Friday, okay? Walk through on Friday, Gabriel. We're going to get this thing going. I, come on, man. I, I uh, You might not know this, but I actually have a standard. You might not. You, I, 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 come on. Let's, let's get it going. When we come back from break, Levi Brown, Gabriel and I are going to huddle up. Uh, we're probably going to um, have a quick confab. We're going to draw some plays up. We'll come back. We'll have uh, Levi Brown. We're going to be that award-winning sports talk show that you expect us to be when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
3: Now, back to The
4: Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
3: 930.
1: Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, it is the Tuesday, August 27th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, our studio engineer, Gabriel Sellards. We're back from halftime. Gabriel and I, we had our halftime meeting We went back in the locker room. We drew up some new plays. Gabriel, we're a second-half radio show. We're a second-half. You know, the first half, it didn't look as good as we – we started strong. I mean, we had a first quarter that was great. I mean, I'm telling you, Taylor Stuck comes on, fantastic first quarter. Second quarter of the show, Gabriel, I don't know what happened. I don't know, man. We we just lost focus. So – we had an inspirational speech at halftime. We drew some plays up on the board. We're back for a strong third quarter. And we're going to start with our biggest weapon of the day, Levi Brown. That's right. Now, all kidding aside, Levi is just uh, hes fantastic to talk to. He's, uh, he's very mature, well-spoken, knows how to really break down, articulate what he sees out there, what he's looking for, uh, the film. And... I asked him, hey, you know, talk about playing VMI. This is a team that went 1 in 10 last season and uh, here's his response to that. Gabriel Are we uh, are we having a we having a misfire again on the on the audio? It's not there. It, are you saying that we're having a misfire once again on on the audio? That's impossible, Gabriel. We are a well oiled machine, an elite sports talk radio show. We are that. That's how good we are. We don't have these problems. So I'm going to tell you what. Let's try one more time. Let's do it again. Here's Levi Brown on playing VMI, a team that was one in 10 last season. Not hearing it. You're pushing the button. You're trying to make the sound go. Trying to you, you you're trying to you're trying to play. Is it is it there? You, you know this this is the whole this is the show right here. This is what I plan today. This is this is where I I don't have a show, Gabriel. If you can't make that button work. Not making it work. All right. Humor me. Play cut sixteen. This is um. This is Levi talking about the uh, playing a team like VMI. It's it's fun. Play cut sixteen. See if you get. I don't believe you. I, we're gonna not hear Levi Brown today. We're 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 gonna go without Levi Brown. I can't believe that, Gabriel. Not there. Yeah, I mean, where's where's Levi, Gabriel? You get find Levi for me. Can can you do that? Go get him. Just go go find go get him. Because obviously, you know this um this monumental failure here uh, is um let's let's just say when we come back from break here in a minute, uh, Ted Wilson is going to be um, coming in here to rally us in the fourth quarter. See, that was my problem. I made the football reference. Um, I made the football reference, and uh, let's see. Um, okay. I'm going to try this for you. Not, we're going to take a break. So let's uh, let's see if we get it one more time. If not, um, um, I think we got the problem fixed. You know, we're trying to fix this on the air at the same time. So um, here is Levi Brown. Uh, playing VMI, a team that was 1-10 in 10 last season.
4: You can't, you know, look past that. We know everyone, no matter what, when you're clipping through film, you, you occasionally see a score of, like, they're down by, like, 40 against, like, like uh, ODU or something like that, and, and you see that kind of thing. But if there's one thing that Coach Doc Holliday will beat into your heads, you're going to open up a paper on Sunday, and someone's going to lose a the game they shouldn't have, and the goal is for that to not be us. So, I mean, VMI is a... Uh, an odd front operation, the kind of guys that come out here and, and will try and give you different looks and try and bring different blitzes. And and out every now and then they'll pull something out of their back pocket and just go complete bare front out of nowhere just because they felt like it, I guess. So, um, they're a the kind of team that'll make you think a lot. And if you can think and if you can uh, execute your game plan, then you have a chance of being successful. But at the same time, if you are having to think too much or, or look at different things that you're not accustomed to, then They can stay around in a game longer than what you'd think they can. So they uh, oppose a mental struggle, but we've had a couple extra days, and I think we've done really good at locking in on our game plan and figuring it out.
1: That was Levi Brown. Good job, Gabriel. Good job. All right. This is Levi Brown talking about how fun it is to play a team that he just described like VMI.
3: Absolutely. I mean,
1: like I
4: said, going that's Absolutely. your fault. I think it's fun because it's something that you don't necessarily get other than maybe three or four teams Cut 16, Gabriel. Cut 16. Absolutely. I think it's fun because it's something that you don't necessarily get other than maybe three or four teams a year. Like, I know VMI is going to play odd front. Southern Miss every year will play an odd front. Middle Tennessee will play whatever defense they want and just line four people up outside the box. So it's one of those things that's a constant refresher. And to have that game won, I feel like. Is um is a big thing because you don't have to go into the year and then all of a sudden week four you're surprised on an odd front or something like that. It's, it's a it's a great opportunity to have that week one and and we look forward to attacking it.
1: Levi was asked um if he could uh, talk about some of the personnel that stood out for VMI. Here's his response.
4: We saw that they released their depth chart and who the O line thinks their their pa- best pass rushers number ninety two I believe. He's listed as their backup for some reason. He led them in sacks last year, and I don't know if it's an off-the-field deal or what. But he's listed as their backup right now, and, and he flashes. I mean, he he has some plays where he can just do whatever he wants, and you know whether or not he's actually going to be the backup or if it was just a health deal or, or whatnot. But look forward to getting the play against him, even though he's the kind of guy that, like I said, they've got listed at their number two right now. But he he can flash and he can make plays when he wants to. You're playing
1: military academy, a school that you're not going to see an offense like this a defense like this you're not going to see because they are type of program their discipline their military academy i mean let's be honest a regiment is part of their daily life and so they're kind of a unique team even for a military academy and here's a Levi on talking about how unique that defense what they actually draw up really is
4: they a lot of times will play two high safeties, and whenever they don't, they've got their one of their safeties loaded up as almost a third linebacker in the middle of the box. And he was their leading tackler last year, their safety, and I think he changed numbers this year as well. But he was their leading tackler, and he's the kind of guy that played eerily similar to I would compare to like our Malik Gant. Like he would lug run to like run tackling first, and then would defend pass second almost. So um, he's the kind of guy that you have to identify and you have to point him out on run plays as well as pass plays because. He'll sometimes blitz when you not think he's going to. And he's the kind of guy that, that throws a wrench in their defense, but he does such a good job at making plays that I think he's given a lot of leeway in that. And it, it makes it tough to scheme against a person like that just because you never know what they're going to do. But, you know, I don't think they do either. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you can't study too hard on someone that, that plays irrational, but he's the kind of guy that if you don't look for him, he can make a play.
1: And finally, Levi was asked about the chances of big plays against VMI. This is a team that gave up a lot of points. Uh, They were either really good defensively or they were a sieve, to be honest with you. And Levi was asked, hey, what's the chance? You guys get the run game going? You guys get the pass game going? You got big play potential? Here's Levi's response.
4: The chances for big plays are are there for every game we'll play because no matter what defense someone's playing, the right play presents the right hole at some point in time and Luckily for us this year, we've got weapons outside and inside. You know, we've got a really experienced offensive line. We've got a completely full stable of running backs to the point where I don't even know who's traveling and what because everyone's just so competitive. And at that point, I mean, there are times that in practice when the number one offensive line is up and you look back and you've got Jalen Sykes or or Knowledge McDaniel or one of the completely new guys behind us, but you don't feel a misbeat. Um the opportunity for big plays is, is there, not just because of what a defense can give us, but I think of what an experienced group of guys we have.
1: Levi Brown breaking it down against VMI. Um, we will come back from break. Fourth quarter, can we rally in the fourth quarter, Gabriel? We got Ted Wilson. We're bringing in Ted Wilson. We'll find out if we can do it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The
3: Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
1: Welcome back to the Tuesday, August 27th edition. It's the fourth quarter. Football analogies today, Ted Wilson, because, you know, first quarter, I mean, we came out like game busters. First quarter was awesome. Second quarter, you know, we didn't, yeah, we let up. Had the pep talk at halftime, third quarter. We're thinking, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get back here. No, we we fumble. We fumble a couple times.
0: We, well, let's bring it home now. We're bringing then.
1: it home. You know what? We need a f- couple of, of defensive stands for this fourth quarter, and we need a couple of scores. Ted Wilson. I mean, I, I'm calling in the KG veteran. <laughs> get us a victory. Well, we're
0: gonna try. Uh, appreciate you having me back yeah. again. Uh, this is for the Marcello Laterman Foundation. We do two of these auctions every year. Um, so we've got seven items now out there on your website. Um, I invite everyone to go to auctions.kindredcharities.org
1: and find these items. <laughs> and if you can't remember all that, just go to wrvc.com. It's a shorter um, website to go to, and it'll get you the same mm-hmm. link.
0: But we've got seven items out there. Uh, the first one is a bag, golf bag from the Greenbrier. It is a tour bag, a large bag. Uh, it's a gorgeous bag. It's something I don't think you would want to play with but would put on display because it is really colorful, maybe like a unicorn blew up on it or something. But it's, it is really a gorgeous thing. It says West Virginia Strong on it. Um, you need to go out there and look at this item. And, and just see it because I've never seen another golf bag like this anywhere. Um, second item we've got are some Marshall football tickets. For, it's three tickets. It's for the uh, three home games in September, or not, well, the three early games uh, VMI this week, and uh, Ohio and Cincinnati. Uh, it's for two tickets for those three games. And there is a parking pass included in what they refer to as the North Maple lot, which is really behind Dunkin' Donuts. So this is almost a $400 value and it's out there. So if you wanna go to the games in the warmer weather, this is something you need to go look at. Uh, Our buddy Bobby Gleason over at Wellman O'Shea has stepped up and come through again uh, we have a diamond ring out there. It has a full description on it. The picture does not do it justice. It looks much, much better in person than it does in that picture. It's a gorgeous ring. And, again, we thank Bobby uh, Gleason. Bobby's been with us since for the, this is the seventh year for this outing, and he's been with us every inch of the way, and we appreciate Bobby. Um, we have four tickets to any University of Tennessee home football game. Uh, That contact has been there with us, too, from day one. And in the past, they've said you could have four tickets to game A, game B. They picked the game. This time, they're allowing you to pick the game you want to go to. So if I don't know their schedule, but if Alabama's there, uh, Georgia, whoever's there, you get to pick your game. So if you're a Tennessee, <coughs> excuse me, if you're a Tennessee fan, you need to go
1: look at this. Would you like to know the schedule, Ted? Would you like to know? Sure, what games? you go. You go ahead and tell them because you got it in front of you. Um, okay, let's see if I can I can pull left ship here. Um, they've got Georgia State. Looks like BYU. Uh, yeah, skip those. Um, let's skip those. Uh, Georgia. If, I, if I'm if I'm looking at this right, Georgia. <coughs> Uh, Mississippi State, South Carolina. um, They've got Vanderbilt, UAB. So I'm thinking Georgia. I'm thinking Georgia might be your... uh, your, That
0: sounds like the game you'd want out of that group.
1: uh, uh, You know what? If I could go to Georgia and go to that game for um, a song? Yeah. yeah, Sign me up. And these are sideline tickets, too. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, here's... uh, They've got Georgia State, BYU, Chattanooga... Uh, Georgia, Mississippi State, South Carolina, UAB, and then Vanderbilt. Those, uh, those are the games you can choose from. Uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, Saturday, October 5th, Georgia. Georgia. Number three in the country right now, Georgia. Yep, sounds good. Does that sell it for you?
0: Yeah, that sells it. Appreciate okay. the help. Uh, the next thing we got, uh, I know a lot of people have seen it, the photo of Terry Gardner scoring the winning touchdown against Xavier And this is a copy of the original print. I don't want somebody to think this is the original. But it is signed by Jack Lengel, Terry Gardner, Jack Crabtree, and uh, Reggie Oliver. So go out there and look at this. If you've got a place in your Marshall Room that needs something on the wall, great addition to that wall. Uh, Another item we have, uh, this is just, we had one in the spring and we got another one is an MU pin uh, there's a gentleman named Greg Cartwright up in the Grafton area that makes these this particular pin uh, in 1996 there was an old walnut tree sitting in front of Old Main that was struck by lightning and the tree had to come down he got a big section of it and this comes in a box with the Marshall logo on it he has the Marshall uh, M into the pen. And it's got made out of that walnut wood. Really, really nice looking pin for someone to use or to put on their desk. But really nice. And the last thing we have is uh, another pontoon boat rental. Courtesy of Great Outdoors, Phil Daniels out there steps up and helps us. This is an eight-hour pontoon boat rental at Beach Fork, And the boat will hold 12 people, life jackets for everybody. Uh, You just have to bring your own refreshments. So those are the seven items that we have out there. Uh, Please, if you're hearing my voice right now, go look at these things. See if there's something that you would like. Maybe a way to get an easy Christmas present uh, for you guys that are all the time messing up. Here's a get-out-of-jail-free card with that ring.
1: Uh, Let's hype the pen for a second. Okay. Okay, you know the story, right? The old beech tree, right? Well, this I think is this, this the was, beach? Is this the beech no, tree? I, I think. Well, I don't,
0: I'm not sure whether this is a beech tree. The wood looks like a walnut to okay, me. Okay.
1: Well, I, I guess what I'm asking is, uh, there's a
0: card inside the pen that describes where it was. Okay. In the box, the pen comes in a box.
1: Okay. The card says the Walmart, the walnut was harvested from a tree on the front lawn of Old Main on the campus of Marshall University. Uh, the entire tree, including the root uh, ball, was harvested in 1996 after being struck by lightning. Okay. I wanted to make sure that this uh, was the not the famed beech tree we were talking about here. Right. I don't believe it is. Okay. But it's still very nice because uh, I'm going to tell you right now, if this was the beech tree, I was putting a quick bid in. I was uh, going to try to game this. It would have been great if we could have gotten that. Uh, you know, um, it's up to $22. That's not bad. This is a beautiful pin oh yeah and
0: and if you were to just go out and buy it you couldn't buy it for that no no you couldn't and I mean he comes. Uh, some of you may have met this gentleman he comes to the Milton Pumpkin Festival every fall has a stand and uh, uh, my niece bought me one of his pens for Christmas that's how I found out about yeah. it and I think it's outstanding the work he does
1: well it also comes in a, a Marshall Maplewood case so you got a very beautiful case. The pen itself, it's a um, it's a Marshall tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know that's not the highest priced item here. We could probably uh, be talking about some of the higher priced items, but that's just that's the that's a nice piece right there. That the one that attracted I, I my eye. Right, and, and I mean the the Tennessee tickets. That's probably your signature item there. Well, I. What do you think? I mean, they're all great. That, that
0: is really great. I think that. The uh, Marshall tickets for the three games here coming up, the three non-conference home games, I think is a great deal too. That that they were able to work with us on. But yeah, the, the the football package, whether it be Tennessee or Marshall, to me are the two big things that we've got out there. Rings
1: nice. The bag I've seen the bag. The bag is nice. Yeah, you've seen it too. Yeah, I've it, seen, it's here to Yeah, it, to, I've seen the bag and I've seen the print. Uh, the print is very nice. And uh, that's at thirty dollars right now. $30, somebody's going to walk away to steal. I, agree. I think you're right. Um, the bag is at $96 right now. And again, easy way to go find this uh, it's auction. The shortcut is go to wrvc.com. You click on the link, it'll take you right there. It's auctions.kindredcharities.org for the direct link, but I'm trying to save you a step. Just type wrvc.com. You can go there and get to it just as quick. And... Auction's going to end, I uh, believe. Um, what time? Tomorrow,
0: tomorrow at three fifty-nine PM. So okay. you don't have a lot of time left to get out there and do this.
1: Does that mean you? Please make, help us. Does that mean you make a return visit tomorrow? Is that the is that the contract you have to come back and uh, announce? We We haven't talked about it yet, but I can sure do that. We have a short show tomorrow. Baseball is going to preempt us here at some point tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Paul will be announcing the winners tomorrow.
1: Okay, so I just want to make sure. I I have to fulfill my contractual obligation. I appreciate that. Um, That means you get to come on the show. We'll try. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't have you on sooner, but, uh, you know, I don't put you and Walsh together ever. I learned my lesson. We can take over. No, can, no, can. You do. Yeah, you too. You, both of you. I can just. Well, say. we're both so
0: deeply involved in this and, and committed to what we're trying to do to make sure that the 75 are never, never forgotten.
1: Ted Wilson joining us. Marcelo Latterman Memorial Scholarship. Uh, Auction going on now, wrbc.com. For Gabriel, for Ted, I'm Paul One. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, good night, everyone.